RVFTA's Campground of the Week is sponsored by Jayco. To see a complete lineup of products, visit jayco.com. And by Blackstone. See their complete line of griddles and accessories at blackstoneproducts.com. America the Beautiful. There is adventure to be found around every corner. And there is no better way to explore it than by staying at one of our country's 14,000 campgrounds. Our team of correspondents will guide you to the best places to park your rig or pitch your tent. On each week's episode, we'll give a complete review of one campground, location, activities, amenities, best sites, and tons of other insider intel. Plus, we'll talk about regional highlights, food, culture, attractions, family fun, and all things great outdoors. From the East Coast to the West Coast, and from the Great Lakes to the Mississippi Delta, it's time to hit the open road with RVFTA's Campground of the Week. Our guest correspondent this week is Johan Schnell. Johan is one of our favorite buddies from Florida. He was recently on RV Family Travel Atlas, and he did an awesome episode all about great SUVs for towing, and we've been begging to get him back, and we wanted to get him back to talk about some Florida state parks, because he's an expert, and he's going to share three awesome waterfront state parks. So, Johan Schnell, welcome back to the show, my friend. Hi, Johan. Good afternoon. How are you guys doing? Uh, We're doing great. We'd be doing better if we were camping at a Florida state park that was waterfront, but hey, we've got you to just tell us about them and a girl can dream, right? (laughs) That's right. We can all dream while while we're waiting to go there. All right. So give people the cliff notes on your family camping experience, just kind of where you live, how long you've been camping and what, what you guys like to do. Yeah, perfect. So we've got a, we're a family of four plus a dog, and uh, my kids are about to be seven and four years old. We've been RV traveling for three years, and really, the, the I would say ninety percent of all of our camping has been in the state of Florida, uh, within driving distances uh, with the camper, and uh, and you know a few long trips into Georgia. That's uh, that's a, that's the furthest we've gone so far with our with our camper, and so. We really like uh, combinations of state parks, city parks, and, uh, and, and private campgrounds as well. And uh, what we typically like to do is, you know, pick a place that's fun to do outdoor stuff as well as uh, do stuff in the surrounding area. So whether that be Disney, whether that be sightseeing a particular uh, part, uh, part of the state that we haven't been to, whether that's springs, whether that's, uh, you know, the the beach, things like that. So just that's uh, how we how we like to spend our time with the camper. Johan, I feel like our camping style is really similar because you're a fort fanatic like I am. I mean, you are definitely like a Disney kind of guy, but it seems like you guys love the state parks just as much. Like you can go in either direction with your camping, right? Yeah, the um, I, I think that the the allure, the there are different types of allures. Um, but you can argue, you know, the natural beauty that, uh, that a lot of these locations are in. 
and uh, and a lot of the change of pace too. So you know, even even you know, have you guys have done the uh, four wilderness reviews? Even just hanging out at the campground is really fun, and that's what these uh, a lot of these state parks really provide. Well, Florida is famous for its wonderful state parks, and I should say infamous also because, of course, everybody's battling to get reservations for those state parks. But we asked you to come up with three of your favorite waterfront uh, Florida state parks that you've camped in so far in those three years of RVing, and you came up with three great ones for us. So you ready to dive in? Ready to dive in. All right. So let's start off with the first one, um, Hannah Park. Do us a favor and situate us where we are in Florida and give us kind of just the views that we'll be seeing if we're in this campground. Perfect. So Hannah Park is uh, is a park. Uh, it's part of the Jacksonville, uh, the, the city of Jacksonville. And so the Jacksonville is in the north corner, north northeast corner of, of the state of Florida. And so some, some of us, we, we joke and we call it Baja, Georgia, uh, because really you're, we're close to the border. And uh, in Jacksonville, um, for all purposes, is the fourth largest city in, 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 in the state, but it has a very, very home-type home, home type vibe. And so this campground is right on Jack's Beach. Uh, it's, a, it's a favorite destination to a lot of locals, and it's a favorite destination to a lot of people that live more inland uh, to the city, because uh, the city of Jacksonville itself is pretty large. So from one side of the city to the other, you could be driving about 45 minutes. And so Hannah Park uh, has it's it's a very very large um, large uh, park that has a campground within it, and so you when you go there and you and you camp, you uh, you definitely get to feel like you're actually part of the the local community because there are going to be a lot of locals in the playground, there are going to be a lot of locals in the trails, there's going to be a lot of locals in in the, in the beach, and uh, but it's it's one of those that the park is so big that it, it never really feels crowded like maybe other parks do. Um, so this is, this is a great, great place to stay. I, I would highly recommend Jacksonville be a stopover if you're ever, if, if people that are traveling up and down the 95 corridor and uh, maybe going towards the Keys or towards South Florida, Jacksonville would be a great place to maybe, uh, it's like a five-hour drive to South Florida and then um, and, and maybe it's not so, so, so long of a day. But Hannah Park itself, um, to, to dive into it, uh, very wooded, um, a lot of Spanish oaks. It's uh, it's on the beach, and so it's really cool that it's very very shaded, and uh, it has just a, a, a plethora of amenities. And uh, do you want me to go into those? Yeah, now? yeah. So, well, it's it's a big campground, right? You told us there were two hundred eighty sites. Yeah, and that's just the campground. So imagine going into the into the park uh, when you're dry, when you're pulling your rig into the park. Uh, you're, you'll drive actually through the park to get to the campground, and the campground itself, as we mentioned, is big. So this is a very very large park. the The campground part of it has 280 sites, and uh, what's really cool about it is that they're all extremely shaded, and they're all um, for the most part they're they're very level. They're uh, very clean. The facilities, I think, you know, kind of compared to Georgia state parks, the facilities for most Florida state parks tend to not be so good as far as uh, the bathhouses and, and laundry rooms and things like that. They usually, I think Florida could do a better job. But as far as the campground itself and the, and the, and the, the sites, they're, they're very, very nice. And, uh, and, and you're right in the middle of, of the woods 
by the beach. And the campground itself actually is settled next to a really large lake, too. Um, and it's so a bargain, very, right? Very, very cool. Prices are not very bargain. high here. What, what are some of the prices for sites? Yeah, so there's... Um, for RV, so any any site that, that an RV can go into would be about $34 per night. And uh, they do have some tent sites. Um, tent um, are, ten, are $20, but the tents can also go on the RV sites too. And so you do see some tenters in the RV sites that want to have electricity and stuff like that. There's very, very little uh, primitive camping tents in the campground area. And there's also six cabins and... Uh, you definitely need a book at least 13 months ahead if you want to try to stay in one of those six cabins. But the RV sites, you do want to book ahead. It's a very, it's a very popular campground, but because it's so big, you do, you, you are able to kind of fit in on a, on, on a last minute basis, unless it's one of the main holidays. If it's a main holiday, Hannah Park is a very, very crowded campground. I love the fact um, that you're giving a recommendation for a waterfront campground in Florida that isn't like, you know, snapping up famous concert tickets 11 months in advance because people really do feel that way with places like Top Cell and, you know, other famous More ones. than any state, I think, yeah. that, we're, that we know of, we hear the frustration of the Florida or RV owner getting sites, it's particularly at state parks and at Disney too, for that matter. I'm also in shock. The cabins are thirty four bucks a night too. If I you mean, can get one, if you can get one. <laughs> no wonder they're popular. <laughs> All right. So then, what other campground amenities are there on site? All right. So the campground itself, it, it has it, the, the campground itself is very basic. So it's got two two playgrounds and in the normal play and the normal. Um, playground stuff like the bathhouses and laundry stuff like that the real gem of this is the entire park and the access that you have to the entire park and so you have you have a giant coastline that the part that the whole park has access to and uh from the campground to the beach you're probably looking at about a mile and a half it's a it's a nice bike ride um then you have a lake where you can rent um the kayak paddle SUPs, things like that and that lake, on one side of the lake is the campground. On the opposite side of the lake is the, the really large playground and a splash park for kids. And so this is, again, the, if you're coming from out of town and staying at the campground, you really will feel like a local because there's going to be a lot of local people bringing their kids just for the day to that splash park or to those playgrounds too or to the beach. And so... Um, if you're if you're a bike if you're a mountain biker, this is actually one of the premier trail areas um, for for mountain biking in North Florida. So um, there's three expert trails that people will travel from out of town to go do. There's also two more novice type trails for just regular you and I, um, and then there's also hiking trails and stuff like that. And so this this park is really a gem. And what's really cool. Uh, from from our perspective, as someone I live ten mi- ten ten minutes from this campground, is uh, that I use Hannah Park. Hannah Park is where I go to the beach because it is dog friendly. The beach is dog friendly, and because uh, where Jack's Beach, you might have to worry about where you park and where and how crowded the beach itself might be during those hot days. Hannah Park is not. Hannah Park is so large, and there's so many different beach accesses that it's even for busy uh, holidays. It's never very crowded. So this is a great, great gem of a place um, to visit. I am jealous that this is. I'm, I'm really jealous. This is ten minutes from your this house. This is his local. I, I mean, this is your backyard campground. Uh, I, I mean, love it. 
So Johan's going to come back in one second. He's got two more great state parks in Florida that are on the water. But before we dive back in, we've got a sponsored message from our friends at Blackstone. Hannah Park sounds like the perfect place to bring your Blackstone your Gretel, right? T- your, 20, <laughs> your 22 inch or your 17 inch. I can picture it happening. All right? So you've got 36 inch four burner griddles all the way down to that 17 inch one burner tabletop version. You can find a Blackstone that's just right for you both at your home and at the campground, no matter how big your RV is and your RV storage compartment is, we can set you up, right? You can cook everything that you can cook on a normal grill, like hamburgers and hot dogs, but you can also cook all those things you can't, like pancakes and eggs and bacon and cheesecakes and fun stuff like that. So you can take advantage of up to four cook heating zones on the 36-inch griddle, and cooking an entire meal is easy because you can change up those temperatures low and slow on one She's side. She's talking to you, Johan. <laughs> <laughs> Does Johan have a Johan needs a Blackstone. Oh, he's, okay. been, he's been hesitating <laughs> He's on for the years. fence. All right. No one is going to walk away hungry when you're cooking on a Blackstone. Go to BlackstoneProducts.com. They have free shipping, and you can use code RVFTA for 10% off your order. All right. Johan, take us to another state park. Tell us where Anastasia State Park is in Florida. Okay. So Anastasia is... is- probably one of the most well-known campgrounds when you think of Florida state parks, um, that, that from, from what I can, from what I, what I, when I see what I see, um, and, and for great reason, because Anastasia sits inside St. Augustine basically. And so the city of St. Augustine is very, very famous for being the first settlement of, um, of, of Europeans into the, into, into the U S. And so it's very, very historic city. And this campground is on the beach of St. Augustine. And so you're talking about being very nestled in into a very historic place. Um, but yet the way the park is set up, it's very isolated, um, from a, to a, from a certain extent in that it's, uh, the, the boundaries of the park are actually rather large and the campgrounds like right in the middle. Um, so it's, uh, it's very, very, very good place. So you get like the best of both worlds. You kind of get this tucked away state park, but you're right near all of the dining and shopping options and everything of St. Augustine. Exactly. And so this is the kind of park that you could, if if you're from a different part of the the country and you want to visit Florida with your camper, this would be a park. Uh, Mind you, you do have, this one is very popular. So you do have to book this one kind of on the early side. It has an 11 month booking window. You definitely want to plan for this. Um, But this is the kind of place that if you wanted to visit St. Augustine or you wanted to visit the North Florida area, including St. Augustine, this would be the kind of campground that you would, you would take it away. Like, wow, this is, this is pretty amazing. The campground itself, it's, it's right a mile, a mile and a half away from really popular places like the, the alligator farm, which is a really cool place for kids. Uh, the, the famous St. Augustine Beach Lighthouse. So if you're a lighthouse aficionado, and I know some of us in RV at the AR, um, you're a bike ride away from, from the St. Augustine Lighthouse. And then um, the historic part where the Castillo San Marcos is and where St. George Street with, uh, with a whole bunch of different types of restaurants and shops really uh, think about the old, like a really old school historic place. It's only a, a, a short drive away. It's four miles. Is the and Salvador so Dali Museum near, nearby as well? Forgive me for my ignorance there. I think the Dali Museum is actually in Tampa. Okay, sorry. Um, this, <laughs> Other yes, end of the yes, state, Jeremy. <laughs> 
Yeah, the, the, the opposite side. That one you might want to do Fort DeSoto, which you've been doing. Uh, this one would be Anastasia is kind of like uh, Fort DeSoto, DeSoto for us on, on this side of, of the girl. But the um, my big recommendation, if you're from out of state and you're thinking about booking Anastasia um, and because you want to see St. Augustine, I would do it if, if, it's, if it's at all possible between November and December. Um, the city of St. Augustine does what's called light the night. And so the entire historic district is lit up with, uh, you know, like a for Christmas theme. And it's just, it's a gorgeous time of the year to really visit and walk around and be a part of that. It's, it, it, that, that is by far my favorite time. And, and both times we've been to Anastasia has been in, in those months. The weather's mild. The, uh, the views in St. Augustine are really nice. Um, and everything is a, is a really short distance. Now, tell us about the campground itself. What are we looking at there site-wise, um, hookups, and prices? And did you book 11 months ahead to get those sites in November and December? I'd have to, I'd have to um, ask my, my travel agent. My wife, <laughs> uh, luckily, is who keeps us in check, um, and she does all of that for us. Um, it is an 11-month booking window. I believe that we did book this um, when we did the November trip. We did book it early in the year. Um, so it might not have been the entire 11 months, but it might have been close to it because it is a very, it's a small, it's a relatively small campground for how popular St. Augustine is. Um, this, is this is one of those, the, St. Augustine is the type of place where it has a lot of campgrounds in that area because it is very popular for, for snowbirds to want to come and stay. Anastasia is not a campground though where, where snowbirds do stay because, it, because they, 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 they're set up a different way. But, um, about the campground itself, it's, it's smaller than Hannah Park. It only has about 92 sites and, um, and 70 are for RV and then the rest of them are for tents. The, the key thing about this campground is it does not have sewer hookups. And so this is the kind you, you definitely want to plan according to that. And it does have a three bay dump station, but it does not have hookups. So you might want to uh, plan to bring your honey wagon and things like that. Um, only a few sites are really made for large RVs. They do have a max restriction to 40 feet, and only 11 of the, of the 72 sites have 50 amp. So you do want to plan accordingly. The campground itself, how like how it's laid out, it it really does require for you to want to bring a bike because the the entrance from the entrance of the park into where you would be camping to where the loop areas are, it's about a mile and a half. And from the loops of the campground to the beach is probably about another mile. And so it's definitely, this is the kind of the campground that you would want to bring a bike or um, if you're, if you're, you have a towable to use your vehicle to get to the, the beach and to get around to St. Augustine and stuff like that. But the cool part, like a really hidden perk to uh, Anastasia is it's right next to the St. Augustine Amphitheater. And so the St. Augustine Amphitheater is actually within walking distance of the loops of the campground. So if you're staying in the, in the in the campground, you can hear the music that's going on in the amphitheater. Now, don't worry, it, they they have they have a law in St. Augustine Amphitheater cannot play until they can only play until ten thirty at night. So <laughs> it's made that way to not disturb the people in the in the campground. The early. So have you ever combined a camping <laughs> trip with a concert there? Have you ever had that kind of luck where there was somebody you wanted to see and you also got a sight? We we have not had that luxury. When we first went there to when we first stayed at Anastasia, and we realized that the amphitheater was right there. Um, 
that's when our, our light bulb turned on like, Hey, you know, this would be cool to plan to have, um, if there's somebody that we want to see or that we're mildly interested in, uh, to try to camp there. The problem is that the, the schedule for the amphitheater is released probably within the window when Anastasia might already be pretty busy. Oh, and that so kind of stinks what, what in a way. Does, yeah, that's that's awful. Like if somebody but, pops up you want to see, it's like all the sites are gone already. But what you can do is um, you can, uh, if you get, if uh, there is a concert going on at that time, you can walk up from the campground. You can walk up and, and get closer. There are a lot of people that will just plop up, uh, bring some lawn chairs, plop, listen to it from a distance, and then go back. And, and even locals do that that are not part of Anastasia. They do it on the other side of the amphitheater, on the on the street side in the grassy area. So it's one, like, if, you, if you're having a camp there and there's a concert going on, nothing stops you from riding your bike through the campground itself. They actually have a trail that takes you to the amphitheater. Um, so you can ride your bike, listen to it if you're interested in it, maybe have some cocktails and then come back. I love so it. This, there's also that same trail that takes you to the amphitheater. They have a farmer's market that they do St. Augustine in that, in that very area. They have a farmer's market. So on Saturday mornings, that's one of the, one of the activities that, that my wife and, and the, and the, we, we went with a giant group of people. So everybody wanted to go to the, sat, the, the, the farmer's market in the morning. And then the, the guys kind of took the kids to the playground to give, give them some time off. All right. So we can't wait to hear about your third waterfront Florida state park recommendation. But first we want to thank our sponsor, Jayco. Whether you're ready for adventure or just need extra storage space, Jayco's new 2019 Talon Platinum Toy Hauler has something for everyone. And we were in that at RVX and we're dropping a video on the Talon, on that Talon Platinum also. This feature packed toy hauler offers farmhouse white, hardwood, hardwood cabinetry, Jay Smart lighting, stainless steel appliances, and all-around residential feel. Visit your local Jayco dealer or jayco.com for more information. Jayco, generations of family fun. All right, Johan, take us to Bill Frederick Park at Turkey Lake. Where's this in the great state of Florida? So welcome to smack middle of Orlando. Everybody knows where that is. um, (laughs) Yes. This is right, right in the middle where the locals live. Um, so this is not, this is, you're not in the touristy area. You're right outside of the tourist area. You're basically away from downtown on your way kind of towards Disney and Universal, but you're north of all those parks. So this is really where the locals live. It's a, it's a really neat park. Now you yeah, got, you guys, uh, stay, you guys stay here occasionally and do Disney, correct? Yes. So this was um, this was our alternative to for wilderness um, because you know the, 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 there's a Disney tax and uh, and in order to be able to spread the camping love around you have to um, you have to make some choices sometimes and this is a great option if you're able to book it if you if you're able to book your vacation well in advance because it's a very small campground. All right. So the booking window is that eleven months, like the most I think of the Florida state parks, but it only has thirty six RV sites. Yeah, this is intimate. This is very intimate and worth it. And very worth it. And so only and only twenty bucks a night. It's yeah, sixteen if you um, if you uh, get the get the other types of sites. So yeah, this is uh, this basically our our last trip was five nights, and that was almost maybe one and a half nights at Fort Wilderness at that time. At yeah, that time. yeah, good point. So you can really save some money if you're looking for a budgeted 
Disney trip, what you can do is save here and splurge maybe on something within the park. You know, if you if you don't have as big of a we budget, paid, we paid one sixty a night, I think, last time at the fort. At the fort, yeah. So, so this is that's a lot of nights at this campground. It's like a week. A great way to save yeah. money. So tell us about the campground itself and what some of the amenities are there. What what are you what are you going to experience for that twenty dollars a night? So this is a very large park that's um, that it basically the whole park um, it has an edge along the Turkey Lake. Um, it's that's what the name of it is called Turkey Lake, and so the whole park, if you um, if you can imagine, kind of one giant side of it um, has a trail that goes north and south from one end of the park to the other. That's also kind of how you drive in. And so you, you enter the park and you have to drive almost two miles all the way to where, the very back where the campground is. Um, and uh, the campground itself is, is you definitely need to plan on bringing extra wood and extra levelers, extra stuff to be able to level your rig. They do allow very large rigs. Um, it is a campground that even though it's intimate, um, it, they, there are large rigs. And uh, because they do accommodate to people that can stay there for more than just a couple of weeks, they they have a limit up to 45 days. Um, but they do. You can tell that there's people that will that kind of like at Fort Wilderness, they will bring their motor home and have all this crazy decorations. Um, and and so this is the kind of campground that that feels like you're still kind of within Disney because there are people there like that. Um, but it's also intimate enough because there's only 36 RVs. The campground itself. Um, when you're staying at the campground, it's just, it's, it's unbelievable. The sites, the, the campground itself, even though I say it's intimate, it's actually pretty spread out and it's all very, very wooded. Um, the only part that's really now wooded is the very center of the, of the campground where the, uh, where the, the laundromat and, and, and restrooms are and stuff like that. But, but the majority of the sites have tree coverage. The, 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 the lake is walking distance, uh, like a short walk to it. And then you've got the trail that's also walking distance. And then you've got playground. There's a farm. There's um, there's uh, frisbee golf or disc golf is what we call it. There's also a, a drone area that's on the north part of the of the of the park, where it's a giant grassy area that that's by the lake that lets you fly drones um, there. It's just a really cool place. Even though it, it does, we do book it as a budget to for wilderness. It's not budget. It's a very cool place to stay. And even though you can't um, swim far, in the lake, you mentioned that there's a pool that's open for some of the year, right? That's right. So because this is a park, a campground within the park, there's a lot of locals that go to this park as well. And so there is a, an Olympic pool that opens during the summertime that uh, people that stay at the, that spend money to, that get into the park are able to go into. And so that, that's an option for swimming on there. There's also, you can, on the, on the lake, you can do uh, rent kayaks or you can bring your own kayak and do stand up paddleboard and stuff like that. You just can't swim. It's not recommended to swim because there could be alligators. Um, I would stay off my SUP then I, I, too. The way that these Florida people like just we've nonchalantly. Ca- we have kayaked. We have kayaked with alligators. I personally would I not SUP no. somewhere where there are alligators because I occasionally fall and I'm not afraid to say yeah. it. We're just not used to the whole thing like they are. It's kind of, it gives me the shivers when anybody talks about them. <laughs> so well, the, the really cool part about this campground is that to get to your, your, even though you're not at Disney, you're really only 27 minutes away from Magic Kingdom. And that's just a short drive. And you're only about 20 minutes from Universal and you're only about 20 minutes from SeaWorld. So if, 
if you're coming to visit those those parks and maybe you want some time away too, this is a great alternative because if like we typically, how we do Disney or how we do these parks, we probably do the park for half of the day, whether it's morning or afternoon. And then the other half we're hanging out at the campground. And so if you've got kids, this is the kind of place where the playground and the trails and all of that provide enough of really cool activities that the kids are not going to, they're not going to miss being at those parks either. Um, and, and, and you do feel like a local because you are going through, like to get to Disney, you're driving next to Volcano Bay. So you're driving through Universal Studios, like back roads. Um, very, very cool. So every time we go to Disney, we get to see a giant volcano water slide with uh, smoke coming out the top and the kids love it. So it's just, it's, it's a really cool place to, to kind of be in Orlando. Yeah. It sounds like it's the perfect place. It sounds like it's the perfect place for an Orlando vacation, not necessarily like the Disney specific vacation. But if you want to go and just do Disney one day, but then also do Universal and do SeaWorld, I couldn't think of a better place to, to use as your headquarters. So, Johan, thank you so much for these three awesome state park recommendations. I want to come south and go camping with you, my man. It's a long drive, Jeremy. It's a, it's long, a long drive, drive. down we've, there with that rig. We've towed to South Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long drive. Johan, thank you so much. Everybody, we are going to have all the notes on these three state waterfront state parks in Florida over on our website at rvfta.com. So you can go over there and see prices and different hookups and all the different information that Johan provided us. And you can also see a few pictures that he sent our way uh, of these different campgrounds also. And in the show notes, we'll put a link to the episode that Johan did with us on towing with SUVs. Towing it was a with very SUVs. informative episode that really helped a lot of people out there make some good decisions about which SUVs to buy uh, to match up with their trailers. Johan, you're going to come back on the show and talk trucks and SUVs again with us sometime <laughs> soon. I really mean it. I would love to do it again. On today's episode of Men in Their Rage. That's Men right. In their rage. I'll let you guys have at it on that one. All right, Johan, thanks. We'll see you at the campground. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you, Johan. 